Hello and welcome to another edition of RSF Radio. I am your host, Joe Monday, and this is the podcast where we typically talk about what's been going on the front page of our Street Fighter. However, I have a very special guest with me tonight. Uh, you might know him as some random Akuma from New York, but it's Tiga. What's happening, man? Former sponsored player of our Street Fighter. What's happening? Not much, not much. Studying, playing video games, trying to get better, grinding. Studying, playing games, showing me all... Man, following you on Twitter is an IT nightmare. (laughs) Holy shit. It's it's infuriating. Like, (laughs) some of the shit I see coming across your your Twitter is like, oh no, it's not even plugged in. How would you not... How could you not? Well... It's it's kind of crazy. I just got used to it after a while. It there is just a level of bullshit that I think you just have to accept as an IT person. Just that this is the the level of incompetence that you're going to experience. Uh, but anyway, uh, welcome to the show. And what I like to do when I have guests on is I like to promote what they have going on. So what do you have going on right now? Uh, right now it's literally just me trying to stream and just put on like Akuma shenanigans on Twitter for the most part, mm-hmm. and then try to go, try to grind next level battle server as much as possible. How's NLBC doing? Pretty good. Uh, this is like my first. So I've been trying to go every week consistently now. This is like the first week I missed in like four, I think. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Last like, time I think I got seven, and then the time before that first. So, oh yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's a strong scene out there. So like pulling first is is no small task. Definitely a good community out there. Um, but yep. that's cool. Uh, so you run your own stream and you share like Akuma. Do you share clips? Are you one of the clip sharing people, or do you just like run a YouTube channel for that? It's mostly clips. Uh, I've had people like DM me privately asking for lessons or just like ask for tips in general. I'm a pretty like sociable guy. So Mm. if they ask, I will have no problem ever telling. So now that's that's a good mentality. It's a good mentality to have because like helping other players, I have always found that helping other players become stronger is a quick path in making yourself stronger even if you're teaching them basic, I don't know if you've experienced this, but even teaching people even basic stuff helps you reorganize how you think about that thing in your own head and can sometimes lead to like simplifying revelations of how you actually play the game. Have you like found that to be true? Uh, in a sense, yes. I feel like most, well, in terms of like Street Fighter, most of my most of people who come to me ask me for tips on like how to use the fireball hmm. because they either try to use fireball like it was in Street Fighter 4, which mm-hmm. does not work at all nope. unless you're Val. So I typically, well, when I was streaming consistently, I had a, a command that essentially is just like, here's how you want to throw a fireball. And I'm like, yeah, try to implement this type of mindset and using your fireball as a long poke instead of like a zoning tool. Mm-hmm. And that's usually rather well received. So, and I think that that works with Akuma in particular. I really like his his fireballs. I think are pretty good. 
pretty decent. In terms of projectiles in this game, I think his are fairly good, specifically when used as a poke. From that that range that's slightly outside of your normal range. Yeah. Yeah. Or like and then it gets a little bit tricky when you want to talk, want to talk about like his air fireballs, but that's kind of its own separate monster. Yeah, and things entirely whole can, different image. Yeah, and things that you can bait with it and using it as an avoidance tool and, and other things of that nature. I like it. Akuma is such a fun character. It seems like he he's really so much is. fun to play. So, for, so when I first started playing the game, I was a real main. Mm. Well, he was buff in season one, so I mean, yeah, sure. he, 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 yeah. So, all right, so I guess this is like a weird precursor story. So, my name is Tega, and I got that from Street Fighter Four because the character I played again, one of his ultras was named Tega. So, I was like, all right, I like it. I like how it looked aesthetically, and I really liked it at the time. So, I'm like, all right, I'll stick with the name. So, when during like the end lifetime of Street Fighter Four. I'm not gonna throw out any player's name, but there was one in particular who kept annoying me about how cheap Gen was <laughs> in Ultra. And I I don't know why, but I became really vindictive against that thought. So I was like, all right, I'm tired of you annoying me about how good the character is when he's not. So I'm gonna use the most linear character in Street Fighter V <laughs> just to show you that it's not the it's not the character, it's the player. So I ended up picking up Ryu. And then I did really good. I don't want to say I did well. I was doing all right with him. But the character wasn't fun for me. Mm. And then Akuma dropped. And I was like, oh, my God. Is this what fun is like? Is this what it's like to play stress-free? <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't care. I don't care how good or bad the character is. But he makes me want to play the game more. Yeah. In a sense. Just given the the more options that he has, in ge- the more freedom of movement that he has, it I can yeah. see how uh, switching from Ryu to Akuma would be opening in that way. Just going, ah, oh, yeah. But that that is funny though uh, that you went from the bullshit character of Gen, who is not really bullshit. Gen has to work really no. hard to actually play well. Yeah. Uh, and then something like, in, especially in certain matchups, there's certain matchups where he like really can't do any of the bullshit uh and relying on his normals and his pokes is just you have to play on point with him i love also i just love his crouch both of his crouching hard punches man thinking back to gen and some of his pokes just makes me happy sometimes uh, yep but now they give a zaku and i'm still as happy as ever so i mean with that question do you play zaku at all Yes. So I don't know why, but I have this really weird habit of like, okay, I'm going to learn a character. So mm-hmm. I'm going to make an entirely new CFM for this character. So now I have five and I only play on two. Oh well, boy. Three. You're the well, reason three. why people complain about smurfing. Smurf accounts. I, I only bring it up. I see that like pretty often. Yes. Saying, I see it <laughs> it's just like, man, well, I get it. But also that's kind of been a thing. It's not t- like, in my gut, I want to say it's not technically smurfing because I think about historically how people have treated the ranking system and ranking up characters, and I just think back to Smug and how he yeah, had exactly. one through ten on the charts. It's like, well, he had to start over a number of times to get that way. <laughs> like, 
personally, I don't feel like I'm smurfing because even though I have an entirely different account, I don't use any like the the name the name of the Smurf. Well, the name of the account gives the character away. So my main account. So my first account, my Ryu account, was Denjin Tega because Ryu's critical Ryu's critical art was Denjin Denjin Fireball. Clearly. Uh, my Zeku account is Strider Tega because Zeku looks a lot like Strider. Yeah, like, young yeah. Zeku has the the Strider uniform, correct? Uh, Akuma is Sekia because that was like the fir- that's the first word in his his pillar in his pillar super. So I'm like, all right. And I don't unless it's like battle lounges or like someone requested, like ranked wise, I only play that character exclusively. Hmm. So it's not like oh he's like trying to get he's like trying to rank up as quickly as possible. No, I'm like going through the same process as any other person where they're learning a new character. It's just that I just happen to stick to that one character on that one account. Right. And I don't know. I I see that end of it, and I just think. <laughs> I think that's fine, but I can understand from a new player who is just starting out in the game to just having the experience that an experienced player would have with a new character, like, you know more about how fighting games work in order to kind of dunk them, and I can understand how that's not a fun experience, and maybe that happens once or twice, but it's never like, I don't know, in my opinion, in my experience... The times where that is like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the person who's doing the dunking is like aggressive about it or like it's not ill intended, you know, and I feel like that matters, but also that might just be bullshit and me wanting to feel like it's okay. Maybe I'm just justifying <laughs> it. I don't know. Uh, well, regardless of that, it's cool. I didn't know that you played Zeku though. How you how do you like in Zeku? I, I like Zeku a lot. Like... It, like regardless of how best, like, who is the best Zeku? Honestly, to me, I think it's between Knox and Angry Bird. You're supposed to say yourself. <laughs> I mean, I know, but I'm too humble for that, and I would like I can't even say I'm the best Akuma right now. Like, Fair. so. I do like Zaku. Like I'm trying to hit master rank with him, and I'm like getting very close. But then I run into a bad matchup, and I just sit here and cry in a corner. Like I would, I want to go back to a Kubo. I want to play a Kubo, but damn, I gotta win this matchup. Yeah, I always think that that's a it's a hardship when learning a new character when your brain thinks, oh, my other character can just do this. And yeah. there's a there's a part of that that is me- like a mental block of oh, I just wish I could do this. And then like having to think of the hard work it's going to take to deal with whatever your current character is dealing with. Um, but uh, anyway, so kind of spinning that off into a topic that you wanted to bring up, uh, that you're having fun with Zeku, but how, how important do you think is it to just having fun with fighting games and how that ties to like mental strength when competing in a tournament setting? Uh, it's So for me personally, I feel like if I'm not having fun competitively, I should not be playing. Um, it, which is weird because everyone's like, oh, you should be there for the money. I'm like, no, I'm, video games was a source of entertainment for me. I'm, 
Hmm. How to put it? I came into I came into playing competitively because I was like, okay, I can have I can make profit off of doing something I love. It's not I'm trying to have it. Like I, as long as Street Fighter is fun for me, I will continue to play it. I will continue to play competitively. But the moment I feel like it's no longer fun, I feel like at that point I'm in I'm in a toxic relationship and I should leave. Right. Like, Every game I play competitively, I like playing. I play Street Fighter Five. I play King of Fighters. I play Undernight. These are games that I love to play. Like, I'll just sit down and play it, regardless of anyone's playing it with me, because right. I just like to play it. Because there's no money in... There's not a lot of money in KOF, but there's, like, no money in, in Unist. Regardless of how fun those games are. Granted, fun games. Super fun fighting games. I think that we're... I've said this a number of times on this podcast and on during tournaments, but we live in a time where there are so many good fighting games to enjoy. Yeah, it, and I, I, it bothers me when I see players, like, complaining... Like complaining about the game so actively and still playing it, I'm like, dude, it's it's not that serious. Just play a different fighting game. Yeah. Not trying to throw anyone, not trying to throw anyone under the bus again. But the same player, I seen him bash Street Fighter Five till the end of time, then say he was going to Tekken, and then I have never seen him enter a Tekken tournament and come right back to Street Fighter, and then he won his local. I'm like, and he's like, what changed? Like, oh, I'm playing the game more. I like it more. I'm like, you see. You, you, you bitch less you get better results <laughs> because it does serve as a mental block whenever you think when you ever think negatively on the thing that you're trying to improve upon like it, it's not helpful to, to maintain that mentality it's not a way to grow it's a it can be stifling it's definitely a hindrance uh well I guess with that in mind, like how does that affect you or how have you seen that affect other players like in the tournament, in the heat of the moment? Like, cause I, I feel like maybe we've all maybe experienced this. Uh, perhaps, you know what I'm talking about. Perhaps you're, you're too cool for this. Perhaps you've, you've got a cool head and this doesn't bother you. Perhaps you play Akuma who has options, but get knocked down by a cami in the corner and you might get a stand, you might get a stand light kick you might get thrown uh in that there's a part of that that's frustrating and there's a part of that that makes you want to think at least i can understand the mentality here of well i'm limited by this game in my response to what my opponent is doing and and therefore i get frustrated but how do you stay cool in that situation What's right, the so there, so there are three mentalities that I've learned that like helps. So, okay. all right. So here's here's a funny thing about it. Like anyone who's seen me on Twitter has seen me bitch about it. I will I will never stop <laughs> because people are stupid, right? But there are three things that are like in in like that work in in conjunction that like make me never complain about Street Fighter. First one is. Nothing is worse. Street Fighter can never be as worse as eh, Street Fighter can never be as bad as IT. That's <laughs> like people like I've gotten this question multiple times. Yo, why don't you bitch about Street Fighter? Have you seen my job? 
Yeah, that's a that's a very funny, like, good fatalistic way to look at it. I kind of like, like that. I should start thinking like, that way about like I don't, my own job in general. That's like surprisingly a positive turn on something that is like super shitty, man. Like, like I'm like, oh, candy's bad, but it's not as bad as traveling an hour and a half to turn on the monitor back. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> that, that's that's the first thing and the second thing that helped was i think back when i first started in the fgc i'm technically an 09er i guess um do you know i'm pretty sure he's he's known for the wrong reasons but noel brown gave me like he said it to someone else but hearing it like and seeing it gave me a different perspective towards it and essentially it was just uh another marvel player scamby who typically played low, was playing low tier at the time. He played um, this was like UMBC three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scammy played um, Wesker, Chris, Nemesis, Ooh. and Noel okay. played Noel played Wolverine, Doom, Phoenix, I think. And Scammy was bitching about Phoenix because like, oh, Phoenix is cheap. I'm playing. I'm out here playing a low tier team, and you can just do whatever the fuck you want. And Noel said something that forever stuck with me, hmm. and he said. When we play this game, you have the very same choice of characters that I do, right? So don't you start to bitch because I'm playing this character and you decided not to, and now I'm winning and you're losing. And I'm like, wait, hold up. He's right. I have the same choice of the character select screen that he does. If it really bothers me that he's winning, that means I just gotta, I just gotta work with my characters more to make sure that he loses. And I'm like, wow, okay. That's an eye-opener. That's Don't just think. that's a totally different way of thinking about it and takes away that that power of bitching. Because I am I am in full agreement with that statement. It's specifically used in that situation. If you're playing Nemesis in that game against a Dark Phoenix, you are kind of fucked from the beginning and you need to put in some, you have to, you have to know that. And if you don't know that in your heart, that that's just a terrible matchup, terrible character matchup, then you should know that there's a lot of work that you have to put in there in order to win. Exactly. And I think the third mentality that like, solidified everything for me is to have fun with the game like um i think it was battle circuit 137 was the one i won mm-hmm. and like the entire time i'm playing i have like this huge grin on my face when i'm playing Kami, and i'm just here laughing the entire set he reset he, he reset he reset bracket i'm still there smiling like having the time of my life i'm like yo this is what i want to play for like it's, you have to have fun with it. You have to be able to la- to like laugh at yourself almost. Like the times when you get hit or you mess up, you just go ah, okay. Yeah, like with that mentality, it did two things for me. Right, one, it doesn't make me so much tethered in the past. Hmm. Like, I, so I'll give an example. And yeah. this time, I will name drop because I love this. I love this player to death. He is my bro. <laughs> okay. But the way the way this the way this match went left a bad taste in my mouth. So I was playing Zaffarino at some tournament at, yeah. at Battle Circuit actually. Okay. And he died because he didn't DP. Right? And the moment that happened, 
is that space went from and this is kind of fun to this is dreadful now and i was like because after that i felt like everything just went into my favor like i could have did anything and it would have worked because mm-hmm. you could have just felt the mood change in zaf and he was he was just there like even i managed to win the set but i didn't feel happy with it because he didn't look like he, he just looked like he was dreading it the entire time like yeah. no Every time you play, from the time we, from the time the game says fight, whatever happens in round one, cool. Now we're in round two. Round two is not round one. Whatever happened in round one, leave it behind. You are you are playing a new beginning. Keep keep that mentality. So if we're playing a first to ten, if the score is nine nine, you should be playing me at match point the same way you were playing me at round one, and keep that mentality. Because yeah. otherwise, you just you start to blunder, you start to mess up, you start to do things that are uncharacteristic. Like, it shows, it's noticeable. Hmm. It's not, like, a good mentality to have. That's, and that's, that's funny to hear that about Zafarina. He's a good dude. And I, I only know him through Twitter interactions and, and stuff that he's done, like, through... Uh, through his channels, which he's doing a great job at that as well. I recommend everybody follow him. Uh, but that's that's cool uh, to see that or hear that different perspective on on what happened there. It's like a real life example of someone who like is capable of keeping their cool uh, and then just fucking dropping it. Yeah. So like, if if you're new to fighters, try to keep an open mind. Like, try to keep an open mind. Shit happens. Shit will happen. Just be prepared for the shit. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, just have fun. If you're having fun, you will never know. Yeah. Like, it's weird. I'm prioritizing having fun over winning. I am 1,000% behind you on that. And I like, here I, is here's my example of that. Uh, uh, this... Gosh, no, it wasn't this past weekend. It was two weekends ago. God, how time flies. Uh, but Canada Cup. Uh, I get matched up against Itabashi Zangief, who plays Abigail. I main Zangief. Terrible matchup. And they were like, okay, you go on stream. You're on stream next. And I'm like, well, this is going to go bad for me because I am. I know personally that I am not on the level of... A competitive caliber because of all like the other shit that I do like this and sponsoring players and doing like running torn all that stuff has prevented me from really like putting in the hours to actually become like a strong competitive player and so when they say hey uh, you two up uh, and we were just talking before the set uh, and he's like who do you play and I'm like I play Zangief and all his response was to say I'm sorry. And he bowed very deeply <laughs> and, and he smiled because he knew he's like, oh, no, this is so bad for you. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. And before that set happened, I know in my mind that the correct V trigger to choose is V trigger one for Zangief. I know that it is without a doubt the correct V trigger that Zangief should use. But. I knew because I couldn't, I probably wasn't going to win. The chances of me winning that set were, were low. But the chances of me doing something fun with V-Trigger 2 are not zero. 
and I did and I did well in that set. It was a thrashing, but I still performed well and like didn't I didn't crack at any point or really like feel like I had broken. It just the set played out the way that the set typically plays out, which is Abigail just does a crouch jab and then it's it goes bad. But the point is like having that smile on my face, I was still happy like I was never down about it. I still felt competitive even throughout that entire set. It's just that mentality of, oh, I just, just trying to have fun with it. And having that thought even through the entire tournament is just, that's how you maintain like a consistent play. Like, granted, there's a lot of other things that go into it, but that is definitely a very strong element as to like what can make a strong player. So anyway, all that to say that I'm in full agreement with uh, with your your stance on that. Um, anything else on that topic before maybe moving on? Maybe avoiding salt or having some competitive mentality. My my competitive mentality, I don't have one. My goal is to. It's it's well, I have one, but it's not like win win win. It's more like play to a standard that I find acceptable. Right. So I don't mind losing. I mind losing to either things I don't, I'm not aware about or things that like, I feel like I could have done better. But if I, if I play to like my fullest capacity and I lose, I will never be mad at the end of my life. Hmm. Like um, Wolfgang. There was a tournament in New York. Like, so here's the hilarious story behind me and Wolfgang. I met Wolfgang at a Philly local back in season two. And in season two, I made him rage quit on stream. <laughs> right? Nice. Okay. Back, this, this, I think this is back when his name was King Buffalo. Yeah, and that's when he was playing Birdie. Blanca had not... Be, he's mostly known for playing yeah. Blanca now, but Blanca wasn't a character. He had played Birdie before that, I believe. Yeah, Birdie and Laura, right? Okay. So I lost it. I lost mm-hmm. he, 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 he raised quit on stream. He pulled the court out, and I was just there giggling and having the time of my life, right? So... Back then, after Blanca dropped, so he, he changed his name from King Buffalo to Wolfgang, right? Mm-hmm. He bodied me the next time we met, mm-hmm. which was at a KVB, lo- which was at a New York local. So I bodied him at a Philly local, he bodied me in New York local. And I wasn't mad that I lost to him, I was mad I had no idea what the fuck I lost. Ah, uh, he was because, like, especially at the time, he was one of the only people really labbing Blanca. Uh, even yeah. still today, there's not a ton of people putting in work. So he labbed the fuck out of me, Trigger T. He, like, I knew nothing about me, Trigger T. I didn't mm. know about the DP bullshit, about like, oh, I block a DP and he could just like still hit me. Mm. I didn't know about blocking a DP and then him being negative on one side plus on the other side. I knew nothing about the character. Mm. But, and then, then I ran into Medieval. I bodied him, I beat him a real. Then I ran it to him. Then I ran it to him at I think it was some Philly local. Bodied him with a Kuma. I'm like, you see, this is what I like. I lose, I find answers. You put and in then, the work, you figure it out. When you block that up ball and he's hanging there with V trigger two, you just crush counter him in the air. 
Yeah, and then I was like, you know what? People are not gonna laugh at this. So you know what I did? The very same day, I'm like, okay, here's four punishes you can do if if you get that, if you block it. Very simple. I'm like, here you go. I never want to hear someone bitch about punishing this with a coma. Because from what I can see, a coma has probably one of the most luxurious punishes that I've seen in the game that are not matched by other characters. Probably like Zeku gets Zeku gets pretty easy punishes, but mm-hmm. Akuma's punishes are creative and it makes me feel like I'm playing Marvel. He yeah. gets like stand around the house yeah. and back I suppose that is true because you can really you get to really choose what you want to do in a lot of situations. Yeah. You're not necessarily like, unless you start out with a jab, you're not necessarily limited with your options. Like when Akuma punishes that, like Wolf, when, I, when I showed Wolfgang that, he was like, that happened, that works. I'm like, yeah, I know, right? Sweet, huh? Because it's like, <laughs> it's just like, you, you see your, you see like your process paying off. It's not like it was all for not. You get to see like the work that you put in, the lab time that you put in mm-hmm. start to pay off. I was like, yeah, this feels good. This feels great. So like, there's a good payoff gonna... there. There's a there's a work and then the payoff, and that's that's what you're working towards. There's a there's a good feeling that goes along with that. I can relate to you. That's like my biggest advice for people who don't people, for those people who want to compete, mm-hmm. do not go with the mentality to win. Go with the mentality to learn. You should always want to be learning. Learn, learn, learn. Even when you're winning, you should be learning. Like, if you feel like you learn too slow and you need to take your time, get a gallon of water. Every time you're playing a match and you lose, you just sit there, take some sips, you take some sips from that water, and like, hmm, what went wrong here? What could I have done better? What should I, what should I do differently? I am and take your time with you on that. I actually feel that winning when you are a new player is probably a detriment to your advancement as a player competitively uh, because a lot of people will just take that win and they won't think about why or how they won uh, and especially at a low level if you just get someone who's being extremely aggressive right it, if you if you put two new brand new players or new ish players and one knows a jump in combo and the other one doesn't know an anti-air like the one who's going to jump in continually will win and that happens over and over again at a lower level until they reach like super silver or something and it's like oh your opponents know how to deal with bullshit and then you see that's where you see people really struggle of like well i i was so used to winning using all of these tactics and i'm going to continue to use these and they just bash their head against the wall over and over again uh and there was no impetus for them to learn but really, through your losses is the best way to learn. When you look, okay, break down, well, why didn't I anti-air that? Well, why didn't I know the punish there? And then exploring the answers to that question. And it's, you learn a lot more that way. I feel like the easiest, like, when people say, how do you rank up quickly? I feel like the easiest answer right there is frame data. If you know your frame data, I can guarantee you'll probably get diamond. Hmm. In, I, I feel like that is somewhat true in in Street Fighter Five. Yeah, Street Fighter Four didn't matter because everything yeah. just like oh minus six. <laughs> I'm gonna like punishing that. 
Yeah. And like the pushback was a lot different in that game. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, as a Geef main in, in four, all I looked through in the, almost all I looked through in the, the frame data. All right. What's minus two. Hugs. Just show, show me what's hugged. minus two, and I I know how to deal with that. We deal with. I will. <laughs> uh, will be hugged. But yeah, no. It, but and then there was like some spacing. Then you just test that out once and go, okay, well that's a little too far away. Like you can space a jaguar kick, an air jaguar kick, even though it's always minus two. You can space it out and not be punishable. That's the trick. And, and then uh, there were things that were like. There were things that were like supposedly safe on block, but if you were like misfacing it out, yeah. you were like suddenly minus eleven. Yeah. <laughs> those were not those were not days. Those were not good days for gang players. No, unfortunately, that was, yeah, that was so weird when that happened. Uh, man, man, yeah, that game was just funky sometimes. Just thinking about some, like thinking about what people have complained about in five. And then just thinking about some of the hot bullshit that happened in four and other fight, like any history of any fighting games, even specifically if you just stick with Street Fighter, the Street Fighter series, there was always so much bullshit. Even like if you sh- if if someone had a combo in Street Fighter Five where just for whatever reason, if the spacing wasn't just right, uh, like Goken doing a dash up hurricane kick and they get hit once and drop out of it and then you're minus like five billion. Oh Man, yeah. Could you imagine if that was in five, if something like that was as calm as it was, but in five? Man, they'd cry nah. for a patch. Like there'd be an army, pitchforks at the gates of Capcom HQ. I, I, I cried for a patch for Gun's hands to be safer on to be safer on him, but that never happened. <laughs> uh, those were very rough days. I used to get punished by I used to get punished by like five different ultras. For a hit, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then it happened to Evo. I'm like, so we're still not going to do anything about this? <laughs> like, yeah, we, we just saw Stan got punished. Strange. Yeah. That's just all all unfortunate. Or even, like, Zangief. Minus two light punch green hand. Just sometimes you, like, <laughs> when Zangief can't do a normal combo <laughs> against Zangief... Without being punished, that's that's a fun time, man. That's just a weird game. There's weird things happen in that game. Uh, fun game, uh, but that doesn't mean that Street Fighter Five can't be fun as well. Street Fighter Five, you can have fun with Street Fighter Five. It also has weird stuff. There's weird spacing stuff that happened in this game. Uh, that is like, in my opinion, I love the weird spacing fun stuff. Uh, and five kind of has a little bit of that. Uh, this Akuma Akuma feels like one of those characters who has a lot of weird fun stuff that like benefits oh, yeah. him, not like hurts him, but benefits him. He, big body combos mm-hmm. can drag you full screen. Side switching. He, he, my, my main, I think the main reason I like Akuma so much is. Even now, I've reached like Grandmaster, been playing him since season two, and I still don't feel like I know enough about the character. Like, um, I think it was crossover RD at the Latin American Capcom Cup. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, look at that. I learned something new today. And then I play Kong, I'm like, oh, look at that. I learned something new today. It's just like, oh, you could, you could never say, 
like you can never say that you fully know the character because well in regards to come on because it's just more stuff being shown day by day by day so yeah there's just a lot of depth to him uh i'll agree to that i feel like there are some characters i don't hmm, i don't know if i want to commit to saying this because i was going to say maybe there are some characters in this game who lack uh lack that type of uh freedom let's say uh but i don't know if that's necessarily true i think I like to believe in my heart of hearts that even Ryu can be unexplored. In oh, Ryu was definitely unexplored. I can tell you some stuff about Ryu that no one ever knew. It is hilarious. The weird thing is, I've watched a lot of Ryu play. I actually find Ryu to be kind of fun. Like he, he in his current version, there's some really fun stuff that he has. He's got some like wonky back hard kick stuff that he can do. The donkey kick now uh, can do some uh. weird fun stuff that he didn't have before like mid-screen cross-unders like hard to blockables uh you could do fun stuff he's not all that limited like i used to tell so i used to talk about this with Javits a lot mm-hmm. and i'm like please if you want me if if capcom wants me to play ryu again all they have to do is give him back season one background house that is all i need because so season why, one background why is that explain all right, so it was two reasons. One, it was one. It's because it's eight frames instead of nine frames, mm. and two because it was zero on block and not negative two, right? Right. So I don't know how people didn't know this and how people like this was back when I was like crunching numbers hard, like uh, tool assisted with this little with this little app for calculating like knockdown advantage and everything. Yeah, that's that's so, so great. <laughs> so back in season one, I found out that you can link back roundhouse into back roundhouse on counter hit. Mm. And the great thing is, is like, so it, it came in a common situation. So I think I saw back that. One, so back in season one, like one of my biggest gripes with Ryu was the fact that A, he had no, he, he didn't have good damage mid screen. Mm-hmm. And B, it was like, you, you always want them to be in the corner. So off of EX Tatsu, off of any normal in the corner, if you dash in the back roundhouse and they quick rise, Background house hit, I think. Background house hit meaty, but you were plus two. I'm like, oh, plus two. Great, I can still oppress you, even though I sacrificed meaty. So I traded off, I traded damage off for Oki. Right. So I'm like, oh, okay, background house is plus two. And then I was like, all right, let me see what else I can figure out. I ended up finding out that, like, Ryu has some really stupid shit in the corner. He has a plus five stat medium punch. Um, all of a, all of a Tatsu. He has a plus five stand medium punch. He has. How it? I think it's a fuzzy stand roundhouse of a medium DP. Yes. So like he does. I, yes, I believe that is true. Yeah. So because what that means, people for people who might not know, when you say fuzzy stand roundhouse, so if someone is holding crouch on wake up, even though stand roundhouse would typically whiff on a crouching character there's still two frames that you are considered you have a standing hurt box so if you're blocking during your wake up you still have a if you're just holding crouch uh you still have a standing hurt box Uh, you can you can force a crouch by waking up with a crouching normal attack but 
in that instance, your roundhouse landing meaty, even though they're holding down back, they're forced to block it. Yeah, so like in that instance, you'd be plus 17, so you don't even need to, you don't even need to beat trigger cancel. So off that situation, you get four fierce, like, mm-hmm. and it hurts. Shit. Um, let's see, there was double back roundhouse. There was, you can do like, and like, I like the situation so much because crouching, this was back when like most of the characters, when I, when I found out most of this stuff, this was back when the amount of characters with a crouching three frame jab mm-hmm. exceeded the amount of characters with a standing three frame jab. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, now I'm going to be a dick about you having a crouching jab. <laughs> so it was just like, okay, if you get hit with this back, this meaty background house and you're crouching, now my conversion is background house, stand medium punch, crouch fierce, tatsu or whatever ender I wanted. Yeah. It's like, oh, damage. And back, this is one like where you have like bricks for feet and heads. So I was like, oh, you're going to feel this. Yeah, he had big boy damage in season one. He was a fucking shithouse. Uh, I also liked his, I still like his stand hard punch. His just raw stand heavy punch. I think that that's a good move. It's really, it's specifically good when he has his opponent in the corner, when he can dictate the space. I feel like him just shoving that fist out there is like a good, here, you deal with this. You deal with this. I, yes. mm-hmm. Ryu was just like, season one, a lot, of, it's crazy because Tokido did phenomenally well with him. Yeah. There were still things like people didn't know about the character, like... Back back in the back in the annoying days when Karen's EXDP left her crouching, mm-hmm. Ryu's used to cry about like how do I punish this correctly? All right, because you know because, you try you know, and do the the stand roundhouse and it's like well it'll whiff because small hurt box. And she's crouching, and I was like oh all you have to do is backdash and just hit stand roundhouse easy easy to and do. And I was like, oh, you know, Ryu has a stun gun? I was like, what's a stun gun? I'm like, block Candy's DP, block Candy's DP, and now she's, like, losing 70% of her life. <laughs> provided you have E-Trigger and Super. What was the what was the stun gun? That's interesting. Oh, so, Do you remember? So, of course I remember. People used to hate me for this shit. So, off of block, so off of any, and this is when we had, like, needless reversal. So, right. if Candy wakes up DP, you pop E-Trigger immediately, Dash, stand roundhouse crush counters, stand strong, crouch fierce, DP super. Immediately stuns. Nice. Well, it doesn't immediately stun. I think you have to like get any type of off of a throw. Yeah. Like you throw Candy and then she wakes up with anything and then boom, got her. Any if you secured the knockdown in any way, that combo would immediately stun and you lost like all your life. Actually I think I still have a video about it somewhere on my YouTube. Back when I was uploading stuff to YouTube. Right on. Um, no, I dig that. I yeah, those are always fun. Uh, stun gun kill combos on on Cami are fantastic. Well, how do you feel about stun gun combos on Akuma? Because it's not like he's he's packing the stun. Oh, if you stun gun me, I, I, I deserved it. That means you, you did you did everything right. You blocked the DP when I, you yeah. blocked the DP when I decided to DP. You, you shitting me when I was trying to tech a throw. You deserve it. Yeah, that is unfortunate about Akuma is that his DP leaves him so punishable if you don't cancel it into B-Trigger. Yep. 
which is still like kind of fucked up that he can cancel that into V trigger and it's like, well, haha, you don't get your crush counter combo. I mean, it was more fucked up beforehand. Yeah. yeah uh, before that, up. um, before I think it was before the most recent patch. Yeah. Akuma. So I think we're all familiar with like Abigail's crouch, like unblockable bullshit. Mm-hmm. So Akuma got out of that for free at least once. He always got out for free once, and I don't, I don't know how they knew about this, but they knew, they found out about it somehow. But if a, if Abigail charges like, if Abigail charges Crouch Fierce or Stand Fierce in front of your face, you could literally wake up DP and cancel on the V trigger, and his Crouch Fierce would just, his normal would just fly through you, and you got a free, you got a full punish. Like yay! And then hilariously, like. The day I uploaded that to Twitter, the very next day it was removed. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> yeah, God like the, the one frame of invincibility or whatever, it was, or maybe it was like the two frames, or I forget exactly what it was, but it was just enough. I think I remember that. I think I remember that, like, two-day switch where it was like, haha, look at this weird, dumb shit that can happen in this video game. That That's some fun stuff. I like cheeky stuff like that. That's that's the fun side of fighting games, which I feel like a lot of people, I don't know. It seems like a lot of people, when they interact with the most recent fighting games, even not even just Street Fighter, but it, it feels like when people speak about them or share stuff on social media or otherwise, it's never in a fun sense. It's it's always in like a, I'm a curmudgeon sense. I'm sour about it. I'm an old grumpy man who likes his old fighting games. And there's, it just lacks that little fun, but I love the fun stuff. I love it when someone can do some stupid combo like that or abuse that one frame of invincibility and be like, ha, gotcha. Like I'm hoping like, I started reposting Ryu Tech because I'm like hoping one of these new age Ryu players who who haven't like reclaimed their sense yet will eventually like stumble upon it and just like make me happy. I, I oh, think actually, they're out there. There I could name I I know about a half a dozen Ryu's. Maybe. Ryu mains, not even as a secondary. Ryu mains who would love just slight buffs. Just slight buffs on Ryu. And I think he's mid-tier with the rest of the cast. Just, yeah, just give me fake, give me fake fireball and Caesar yes. would background house, and I'll, I'll I'll come back to you immediately. Fake fireball, I'm, easy. Okay. I am with you on a fake fireball. I think that I suggested that whenever they were uh, making the transition to AE because they said there were going to be new special moves. I was like, damn, fake fireball, bring it. I want to see that. Like, Give me fake fireball. Just give me fake fireball, please. Oh, so I found the videos. Mm-hmm. Sorry to cut you off, but I found, the, I found the I found the stud gun video. So hilariously, on Cammy, well, you need me to throw. You could do it off a sweep, actually. Yeah. On Cammy, if you did the stun gun, it did six hundred and sixty-six damage. Ooh, mark of the beast. That's a, that's the sinner's combo. <laughs> that's actually yeah. awesome. Oh, that reminds me of people doing like four twenty combos. <laughs> those were the good times. Uh, all right, but okay. Uh, is there anything else uh, along those lines that uh, you feel like sharing before we move on? Uh, please don't kill Akuma. Please don't nerf him to the ground because I will. I will still use him and make him as cheap as possible. Never. And you, 
hey, you guys know what's possible since I can like react to I can react to fireballs with V skill into, into demon. Yeah, that is some cool shit. I man, watching that, I because you recently shared a was it you who did who shared yeah. a, a clip on Twitter that was like, oh yeah, by the way, check this hot shit out. Boom. Where's your yeah, V skill into raging demon? What's good? That shit was hype. Yeah, because I, I don't know why people don't do it because it's like a really for me. I find it fun as hell and cute as fuck to do. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but um, this like that entire thing started when someone told me that crouch forward into fireball wasn't a true string, and mm. I'm like, wait. Yep. This gives me ideas. And then, like, oh, I think it was, like, three days before, and I was playing some Ken player, and he did low forward EX fire. I'm like, yep, you're dead. Misco Demon. Nice. And then I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right. Now let's see if I can get it in neutral. And I'm like, yay. You guys all fucked up. Well, speaking of things that you can visually confirm, how do you feel that the input reduction, uh, input lag reduction has helped you out? Do you feel that difference? Yes. Hilariously, I, I think, so same battle circuit that I like somehow won by like the grace of luck. Yeah. Uh, Kami went to Kami and started doing dive kicks. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Right. And at the time, I hadn't like seriously played offline without the without the lag reduction. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, this ain't gonna be a good, this ain't gonna be a good time." And then I was like, "Oh shit, I can react to everything." This oh, must shit, be the I glorious see, days. Yeah. You see it. Man. I could see. <laughs> it was like, "Oh, these are gonna be good days." I, it, it's weird. I, I don't say like I feel a physical difference mm-hmm. but i do feel like my reaction time is a little bit better when it comes to seeing certain things i'm still gonna get hit in the face with the ex though. that's that's yeah, All I, I'm still gonna yeah i suppose there are some, i mean there's just moves that come out too fast that if you aren't already crouch blocking you're just gonna get hit like eight frame startup is is too fast to react to but yeah that ex move still going without with that said like that's really where I see the difference. Like I, I was going to let you answer first because to confirm my own bias that I definitely think it, it helps. It, it, it wasn't a huge reduction really. I mean, it kind of was a huge reduction if you consider that the worst it was, was around seven frames of lag. Um, yeah. It was anywhere from like four and a half to seven and and I was like, it was. I'm sorry, like five and a half to seven. And now it's it's right around. I've, I should look at the exact number, but it's like four and a half. It's like a little over four and a half, let's say, or is it a little under four and a half? A little over, I think. Okay, regardless, whatever it is, I'll link the results here. Uh, <laughs> actually, no, I'll just look it up right now. I have it right here. Uh, it is four point four, so it's a little under. Uh, 4.4 frames of input lag on the PS4 and I definitely feel that when I'm trying to walk and block as that is something that a Zangief has to know and has to do walking and blocking very important and just just that little bit of movement I'm like oh man I didn't walk into that normal 
my stick being back make it made my character block. What a novel idea. It's crazy. <laughs> that part I think feels good to me when it feels good like that. No complaints. I'm good to go. I'm easy to please. I think that 4.4 is okay with where the game is now. Of course, it would be nice if it was a little bit better, but who knows? Uh, who knows what they have planned for 2019? But I'm, for now, I'm happy. I'm glad to hear that, that someone else is playing at a competitive level and seeing the difference and feeling a little bit more confident in certain punishes or certain matchups in the neutral. That's good to hear. Yep. I feel more confident in going for big body combos without dropping it now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, I have some other stuff here that I might want to... I'll just bring it up. We don't have to talk about it in depth, but I did want to bring up... Did you see this, that James Chen has been... Or at least he did it one time, and he has plans to do this in the future, but he's rebroadcasting locals from like around the world. He's given it the hashtag FGC locals of the world. Uh, and granted, he's he's charging locals for this. I don't know what that price is. I haven't DM'd him about what? it. What? So I get it. I get it. Because that's a lot of his own time to like watch and commentate over and spread news for. Like, I get it. And at the same time, he said that like any donations that come in during that time, he's gonna forward that along to the to the original broadcasters or the the local itself. So like he did he he offered up an an, exp, an explanation as to why he was doing it, and like I don't know, go get paid, I suppose. Like I I can't I'm not gonna try like FGC is pretty poverty. And it has been that way for a very long time. So if someone, someone wants to go get theirs just a little bit for doing something that furthers a scene that might not otherwise get the exposure, I think I'm okay with that. I understand the initial react. Your initial reaction was also my initial reaction of like, what? He's charging for this? What? But I don't know. I can see it the other way. But th- that might just be my opinion. You're welcome to be flabbergasted about that. <laughs> uh, but again don't really have to, to cover that though. I just wanted to bring it up and I'll, I'll link that in the comments as well but uh, anyway so coming to the end of the show I have to ask you two questions before you leave uh, I won't let you go without answering them uh, and it's okay. a set of two questions that I ask every guest on their first appearance of the show it's a two parter uh, part one of the question is, what is your favorite normal attack in any fighting game? Could be any fighting game. Yeah, so I think my two favorite normals, because I can't pick between one or the other, is Seth from Undernight's Dash C mm-hmm. and Gen's Stand Medium Kick. You'll need and, you'll need an explanation for both. I need to hear why. You're allowed to have two. I should have specified that. That you don't gotta be you don't gotta choose between between your favorite. Yeah. The reason for Gen is because that I don't know what, but when you see so like when you have super and you hit that normal mm-hmm. and you just feel like 
the depression hit the other player, it's very, it's very relieving. Like you just, you just feel like the entire world has been just like taken away from them. Because you know they're going to get hit with super, and it gets hit into ultra, and they're about to take like 600 damage off a normal poke. I'm like, yes. It all worked out in the end. And it was like only five frames, so it was like, yeah, great. We're punishing you. Let's go. Um, Seth Dash C is my favorite because the way it looks aesthetically, it kind of like, so the reason I picked up Seth is because for some weird reason, like, my archetypes of characters is very, very straightforward. Mm-hmm. They either have to be a ninja or an assassin, or they have to be like a character that uh, a character that envelops the word fundamentals when you think of them. That's so, like, fair. That makes Ryu sense Ak- with you. That tracks with your Ryu and Akuma picks. So, like in Killer Instinct, that was a Jago player because right. fundamentals. So. Um, and Street Fighter 4 and Under Night, Ninja, Ninja Slash Assassin. They just look cool to me. Makes so, sense. Um, or Zeku, so for example. Exactly. So, um, Seth Dash C was just like pretty cool to me because it's like, oh, it looks like Rapid Slash. I used to play Virgil in Marvel 3. Uh, really good, really good normal. Covers a lot of distance on the screen. And it was personally my favorite combo starter in the game because of just the damage I got from it. I'm like, yeah, good times. No, that's a good that's- answer. That's a good answer. And speaking of comboing into big damage, that leads perfectly into the second part of the question, which is, what's your favorite combo in any fighting game? My favorite combo. Now it doesn't even necessarily need to be a combo that you that your character does. It could be one that you just like watching other people do. Um. So it's not really a combo. Well, it, it, well. Once again, two choices. Could be a series. If, if, you're you're allowed to to get. I like to. I just like to hear how people answer this question. Because uh, like, I've, so, I've heard some like different responses in the past that give me insight to how players look at at the game. See like where their enjoyment is. So I'm interested to see what you've got coming. So, so the first one is watching Tokido play. So anytime he has meter, anytime he, anytime he has meter and he gets a stun. I don't know if it's because I play Akuba. I just like know that, okay, he's probably going to go for a demon right now. So watching, it's usually watching Tokido play in that situation. He gets the sun. He has full, he has full V-trigger. Well, he has V-trigger popped or full V-trigger. Mm-hmm. He has full stick of butter. There's a demon he's going for. You know he's going to go for a demon, but it's how he's going to go for the demon that makes and sequences that always like make me go, ah, that's something new I'm going to steal. Ah, I um, see. I think it was, and it doesn't even have to be off a stun because I remember he did it once against JB. Uh, he got V trigger. He got the hard knockdown DP, and he he whiffed jump roundhouse, which is kind of crazy considering like how low jump roundhouse has to hit you in order to be effective, mm-hmm. and went straight into demon. Like ah, I'm stealing that. That's some good tech. That makes and, sense. It kind of has a upward hitbox. Its hitbox is weird yes. for jump ins, so it makes sense to yeah. whiff that big one. Yeah. And then 
The other combo I like, and I personally always love seeing this combo, and I like doing it so much. Um, it's I think I haven't found any any I haven't found anything more damaging, but I I consider it to be Seth's max damage combo in the corner. Hmm. It it just looks so goddamn cool. Hold on, let me see if I can find you a link for it. You don't have to spell it all out because that's a long combo. I know which one you're oh, yeah. talking about. Yeah, if, if for me to give the notation for that combo would be very, very, very. It's like six B, five C, three C. Like it's 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 a lot, but I have it recorded, so I would just link it to you. All right, we'll link that one in the show notes. So look for that one. It's a long one. It's a good one. It's use it's like when I when, when I tell my friends like my my other friends who are like oh I want to play like what game are you playing now I'm like under like what's that I'm like here's the cowboy that you need to see just look at this cowboy. Uh, yeah, I suppose there's so many fun combos in that game. Like I feel like everybody has fun combos. It's not just certain characters. Like I don't know. I play Waldenstein in that game, so it's like when he touches you it's like oh you're just gonna go for a ride now and you're gonna eat a bunch of damage and every I time i see Wallstein, i just think of come on and slam and welcome to the jam <laughs> yeah that's that's accurate that's about that's about right that's about right oh, i love him so much plus if you do the the 720 you get bonus damage i love that a little, little extra bit of execution gives you that little buff so much fun all right, enough about Undernight Inbirth. It's a good game. You should play it. Uh, Everyone should play it. Play it. Play it. Play Support it. your locals and play it. It's a good game. It's probably, you probably get it for cheap now. It's probably not all yeah. that expensive. Uh, but anyway, that's a show. So we got to end this. Let people know where they can find you on the internet. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at NY underscore Tega, T E I G A. If you want to follow me on Twitch, it's NYTega93. Uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much. Oh, and if you want to follow me on Instagram to see me like go on like random wacky adventures because I travel for some weird, strange reason. I don't know why, but uh, it's at the same thing as my Twitch, NYTega93. Right on. And again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to spend talking about fighting games and stuff. It's been a pleasure. Not a problem. All right, man. Thank you so much. But that's a show. We're ending it. I'm Super Joe Monday on Twitter or at Reddit SF. That's a show. We are here every Thursday. You can check out our online tournaments on Mondays for the East Coast and Fridays for the West Coast. But we will see you guys next time on another edition of RSF Radio. But until then, take care, folks. <laughs>